Thanks for joining me today, Tiff, on this podcast. Um, the topic is on small group leading, and I wanted to introduce you as one of our faithful small group leaders for um, more than 10 years. Um, so I want to start off by asking um, for this particular small group that you've been leading, um, how old were you when you started, and what's the name of your small group, and what does your small group name mean? Um, so I, I'm, I'm in SPICE, which stands for Sisters Persevering in Christ's Example. Um, and we started when I was in college. So back in like, it was either 2010 or 2011. I just know I was a senior in college. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. Okay. I like that that acronym. I know that um, for a while, many of our small groups had special names, but they were acronyms for something cool. So that's really uh, good to know. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say small group leading is such a, a vital ministry to the church as small group leaders are kind of like many pastors and shepherds to the flock caring for you know, the particular members of their group. And um, often if you want to see the pulse of the church, you you just have to ask the small group leaders and they'll give you an account on how at least their group is doing. Um, and I, I have to say uh, the faithfulness of doing something year after year is something that um, really testifies of God's goodness um, through you. So, um when this with when spice first started and you were only in college you were still a student um did you feel equipped to be doing the work of small group leading to be honest i i didn't um like i i feel like i i wanted i created so like we start i started spice like at a really interesting time <laughs> in my life. Like I was like super passionate about like AACF. That's the, the fellowship I was in at UCLA. And then uh, in my junior year, I was on the core team and I kind of had like a small group there. Cause I was a leader of a ministry and we met every week. So we did like a book study together. Mm-hmm. And then I hit a point where I was like, this is kind of temporary. Like I'm going to leave UCLA and go back to FCBC and I don't really have anything to root myself in um, Mm -hmm. and so at the end of my senior year or junior year I was like I don't I kind of want to transition myself into being more like rooted into FCBC and I was like but like the turf small group was meeting during the weekdays and I couldn't go to that because I was at Mm -hmm. LA and so I kind of thought like okay I I just want to meet with girls that like are in similar age and at FCBC. And so it just kind of, I just, I remember talking to Meryl about it and she was encouraging me like, just reach out. Like she kind of had that vision too, but she graduated. And so then I was like, okay, I'll reach out to other girls who are in the same position as I am. Like we're kind of too far to come back home to go to small groups. So like we had, like there wasn't one that was meeting on the weekends. So I just kind of, started asking around the different UCs because those are the schools where most of the us girls were too like close but not close enough so 
um, at that time, I, in my head was like, I just want to meet with girls. <laughs> and right. so I was really equipped to like, I didn't know what small group leading meant. Like the only, I feel like real example I had of it was my own small group in AA as a freshman. But we met, we met like every single week. And my small group leader was like older than us. So it felt like, okay, she's, she's telling us what to do. But this was different because we were like peers. Like these are people my age. Or exactly. Right. I was like, I, I'm not a leader. Like I'm a peer. And so, yeah, I just, that was the beginning of it. So I felt really not equipped. Like I feel like I didn't know what I was doing. So that first year was just a lot of like, I guess we'll meet on Saturday. I'm not sure what we're meeting. Like we kind of needed to come together a lot to figure out what our like purpose was like what we wanted mm -hmm. our meetings to look like and what this group meant to each of us. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. It, it sounds like um, your role to step into a leadership position was birthed out of like recognizing your own need for a spiritual community. And you stepped out in faith to start something new. And it's, now over 10 years later and you can look back and see how God was guiding you through that process to secure um, that spiritual um, community that we all need for you to have after you graduated from college. So that's that's really encouraging. And um, I, I actually remember the time when Spice started <laughs> and there were several girls, actually, it was a really big group. Mm -hmm. And so that's to say that you have um, experienced life together with that group. Um, how have you grown as a leader since you're, you shared and mentioned how it wasn't like you necessarily felt like qualified? Um, you just went for it. And um, how have you seen God really um, equip you and develop you so that you can um, be a good small group leader to your girls? Hmm. It's definitely been a journey. And I, I think reflecting back, I see so many parallels, I think, mm -hmm. in where I was, like, even career-wise. Um, yeah, like I said, when I first started, like, I didn't know what I was doing. And I remember the first year was just kind of, like, figuring things out. And I think a lot of my, like, my own fears of, like, I'm not that person. Like I thought of my own small group leader in college. And I was like, I'm not like that. Like she's like super intense and like Bible study. Like that's not my strength. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not like, I don't know a better word, like Bible nerd. Like I, I'm not that person. And so there was a lot of fear and like, I can't be that person for this small group. But I think, um, what was happening like outside of like this small group development was, like me pursuing to be a teacher. And I think there's mm -hmm. so much parallel in that because, you know, like being a teacher requires a lot of like structure and routine and like, like kind of like knowing the importance of establishing that in order for there to be like any more growth and rhythm within a, a small group and establishing like clear expectations. And like, I feel like I'm like, you were super crucial in kind of opening my eyes to structure and routine as well. Um, I remember it at that same time, like so many things were happening. Like 
you um we had that like small group ministry so we like met so much as small group leaders like yeah monthly so that was a huge part in equipping me because I think through that it was just like an organic conversation you were like checking in on me and I was telling you like I don't really know where we're going with this um and you shared with me this spreadsheet (laughs) (laughs) you're like you know like I love spreadsheets and me too (laughs) like you share that with me and like it was it kind of opened my eyes to like oh we really need to establish our identity and like share like ownership as a small group and so there's this one I think this was like one year into our small group like I mean we did a book study we chose a book and I think most of us were committed enough to meet like I think we're meeting every other week but there hit a point after I had spoken to you where I was like oh we really need to like establish ourselves and so I remember like going to one of the girls homes I like and I was like in teacher training. So I took out poster paper <laughs> from across the walls and was like, okay, we're going to split into groups. And each of us are going to like just drop down, like brainstorm, like what this group is to you. What is our goal? What is our purpose? Mm-hmm. And like, how, what is our purpose like with each other and within our church, like larger church community? Like, what do we want to be? And so that like, and we like had a covenant, like we, wrote like promises to each other like mm-hmm. in that meeting. and all of us like really committed to like having ownership within this small group um and I thought that I think that kind of just like launched everything and I think from then on having like people take on different roles in the small group having like set structures and routines and having that like shared commitment with each other mm-hmm. um I think from then on, my role as a leader kind of shifted from being like, okay, every week I need to like come up with something to like, it's like, it's established. And I feel like my role kind of like slipped back to like facilitator and liaison with like like with our pastors or with other leaders. And um, yeah, I'm just like, like I do the right now we just kind of everyone signs up to facilitate a study and everyone's committed. It's like, it's kind of like well-oiled. So I feel like I've taken a step back from that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. Um, you talked about how, as you were, um, developing, getting developed to be a small group leader on the professional side, you were also, Uh, growing in your career as an educator and you saw some parallels like can you give some examples of like how you saw some of your professional training and the skills that you've learned on the field how did you like bring that into your small group leading um I think definitely a lot in facilitating discussion like Mm -hmm. to be honest that I feel like is my weak point. Like I'm that, that was always something I wanted to work on, which is like facilitating meaningful discussion. And I think Mm. oftentimes in a small group, especially like when it's like, there's only like so many of us, it can get kind of awkward. And I think like I learned so many talking structures and ways Mm -hmm. to get like others to share and talk. Um, 
within a group, whether it's like pairing off or working. Cause when I first start, when our group first started, there was so many of us, there was like maybe like more than 10 of us. And it'd be really hard to like discuss anything. I think like, you know, working in smaller groups and then coming back in bigger groups, like things like that, that I learned through school and just like trial and error in the classroom. Like, um, but it was kind of different too, because, you know, these are like peers and not like like students, you know, but same way a lot of what carried over was like, how do we like get others to talk? And even through COVID, like, and by then I was out of the classroom and doing like instructional coaching. Um, Actually, you know, before COVID, I'm going to backtrack. I remember like I was learning strategies to analyze text. I remember as a coach to Mm. support like English teachers and we were doing like a book, like a Bible study. I think we were going through like James or like first Peter or something like that. And I remember it was like thinking maps and I was like, oh my gosh, like (laughs) I, I need to make sense of like what the Bible is saying in the same way that like we're telling students to like really make sense of whatever yeah right so I remember like when I led one time I like had everyone take out like colored pens and we were like making like thinking maps and drawing connections to like what we were learning just like things like that and even through COVID like everyone in my small group makes fun of me because I like making slideshows and (laughs) help facilitate because I'm I'm the type who needs to like pre-plan everything yeah yeah well on the spot type of things and so um I will put like sentence frames or like here are three questions choose one to like that you want to discuss to like just really promote discussion because I think sometimes feel off especially in COVID we like we were an open group so we had like four new girls join us and wow we had to like get to know each other through like through zoom like we never met each other in person yeah yeah that's like, <clears throat> like trying to facilitate discussion and connection like virtually and I thought I think I drew a lot of that from what I was doing at work <laughs> trying to do that so it was really helpful <laughs> okay let's see um it, so you know what a lot of what you're talking about in small group leading is it's making decisions for the group it's making uh, giving them access to have spiritual discussion and responses to um, whatever you're studying about. Um, you, you talked a lot about things that you feel uncomfortable about. What are some aspects of small group leading that you actually enjoy or that you feel like your gifts get to come out in? Mm. Um. Okay, I really like planning. Like, I like planning. And so the of things, like, we talked about the spreadsheet. Like, I still use that spreadsheet, (laughs) like, modified. Um, Like, you like sitting behind a computer and creating your plans? Yes, like, creating structures. Like, um, okay, Ray makes fun of me for this, but (laughs) the last time we, um, the last book we read was Woman in the Word by Jen Wilkin. Okay. So it's all about like how to properly do like a Bible study. Mm -hmm. One of the chapters she discussed, it's very like, it's called process, which she like breaks it up into like five, like however many steps on how to study God's word. And so I like, that was my turn to lead that Mm -hmm. chapter. 
So I took that and I created a worksheet out of it and I had so much fun. Like, like a teacher. Like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is like, oh my God. Like, like how is that fun for you? Like, it's just, I need to make sense of things and I want to help others, like create tools to help others. Yes, like, yes. Access, you know? And so, yeah, it's kind of cool. We're actually going to use that worksheet because we're now going to read Ephesians as a small group. And so, um, yeah, anyway. Stuff like that, like backend sort of things. And I like to facilitate, like, I like to, like, yeah, like plan. <laughs> and so I like to see things like happen, but I'm not good at like, like responding automatically. Like, I like, I like, I'm a processor. So I like to, that's why I like backend things because it allows me space and time to process and then generate something. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I, like, I also like to, um, like, I like a lot of talk, like, like, I always like icebreakers. I know not, that's not everybody's thing, but I, I just like, like, I feel like sometimes I can derail, like, a conversation. I ask so many questions or I have, like, all these follow-up questions. Um, so I like that. Yeah. No, icebreakers are necessary because people need to, you know, break the ice. They need to learn how to laugh with each other. And it, it allows for um, just creativity, you know. Um, let's see. How have you seen God um, use this particular area that um, you've been serving in faithfully? How how have you seen him use this um, as a vehicle to grow you personally um, closer to the Lord? I think through the years, like this group has evolved so much mm -hmm. like in terms of like like what's it called like how many people like it's still called spice but the girls that consist of spice are so different like yeah. in the 10 years you know mm -hmm. um and I feel like for me personally like it it's like so perfect like the girls that come through in this group Mm -hmm. I mean, since, since we started, we've broken up, like there's new spice. We're like old spice, <laughs> um, but it's just kind of really perfect. Like I reflect back to like when we were in college and that was such a special time for me because I feel like I got really close to the girls in at that time. And I mean, we were collegians or like newly graduated. And so I feel like now having kids, being married, like the time is so limited now, like to even come up with time to meet is so much more different. Like we used yeah. to, um, yeah, just spend hours together over the weekend, not even in small group time, but it was like, okay, we're going to study together and now yeah. we're going to have together. So the whole Saturday was together. Wow. Um, wow. And it was like, like the perfect provision in that stage of life especially coming back from college and not having community and feeling mm -hmm. like, wow, I have like a community to come back to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And being able to walk so intimately with other women, um, 
I feel in every stage is, has been really like sanctifying for me because I feel like, um, it's almost like small group is like the application of God's word. Like you see mm -hmm. somebody who's like, like there was a period of time where all of us were dating, but not yet married. And we were waiting for the next stage, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. in seasons of waiting or seasons of like challenge and trial and being able to see God working through someone's else life in those stages. Like, and it's just sometimes just by by listening, you feel that conviction or encouragement mm -hmm. on your own life and think like, wow, like I, I've, I've felt that before and I need to work through that some more. This person really encouraged me through their, the hope that they have or the patience that they have through these situations. Like mm. really, yeah, and God really, really provided, like there's women who have left mm -hmm. and women coming in and it's just every stage is just so different, but perfect for that stage. Um, throughout all these years, is there a memorable uh, small group social or outing that you guys had that uh, you'd like to share with us? Hmm. I think one of our first ones, like, we may have just, I can't remember. I think I just graduated. So half of us were like graduated. Half of us were still in college. We had a tea party. Aww, <laughs> I, I love fun. those. So like we went like all out, like we had like worn like spring dresses and we had like tea, like, like you set up your own tea party. We did. Did you make all the food too? I think so. I think so. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, I love that. Like that was super fun. And then I think another one, like we used to try, it's so hard because this is all like pre-COVID. So like we used to try to do like two like hangout type of things usually one in the summer and then one around the holidays and like um yeah and one summer or a few summer we made it into a tradition where we would make dumplings and so um, oh, wow yeah we just bought pounds of like ground meat and then one of the girls had a recipe already so we oh wow just made a bunch of dumplings <laughs> together and then had a pool party like we Took the dumplings, ate it. Oh, like, that sounds so good. Yeah, uh, it's super fun. And we always invite, like, our spouses, our family, like, for those, like, outings. Yeah. Super fun. Did, did you guys um, recently have an outing where everyone was allowed to invite their, their families or spouses? Yeah, this was actually our first one since, like, our new group. Like, we had one last year, which was just the girls, like, at at a, at a park because it was still COVID so we like uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah I think was it two weeks ago and it was shocking we we were all able to make it we had like a like a Christmas get together um we did a like white elephant gift exchange yeah everyone, like significant other came and the kids too so. that's great that's a great way to introduce you know the spouses and significant others to each other uh, it is. <laughs> Uh, I think this is all really encouraging. Um, I think I'll close with one question. If there's any um, specific exhortation that you would give to current small group leaders who might be feeling discouragement or, I don't know, 
maybe not feeling um, assurance or I don't know, needing encouragement. Like, what would you say to um, those individuals? Mm -hmm. I would say, okay, I'm going off the top of my head. Like, like stay faithful. Like, mm -hmm. I think, I feel like I've gone through that, like, roller coaster in the last 10 years like feeling like oh what am I doing <laughs> like there doesn't feel like there's growth or it could be better like all of those doubts that that come mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. uh, I think like there's this sort of like freedom and knowing that like it's really not in my control I guess like I mean there's things that I can do but ultimately like I'm being faithful to what I've been called to do and the Holy Spirit is working like in knowing that he's working in in each person's life and through this small group like there's still growth like like even preparing for this like reflecting back I was like oh my gosh like there's there's been growth and so much change and it's all been so good and perfect mm -hmm. um each of us and like yeah there have been moments where I'm like oh like some people left and you know that immediate like oh did I do something wrong or was there something mm -hmm. wrong in this group mm -hmm. but just knowing that no like there's just a more like God is still working through these people and through our small group and it's just the timing is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know I can't explain it like it's just perfect for each person and for the group um yeah I like that. Stay faithful, persevere, and over time you get to see um, God's faithfulness when you look behind you. And I think your um, example for the past 10 years of faithfully leading is such a testament. I think it's a success in itself just to show that God um, honors um, your faithfulness and he will do all that that hard work, um, the spiritual work. And um, yeah, I like what you shared. And I also want to thank you for joining me tonight. I know that it was, um, it's not like you love talking. So I really appreciate that you're willing to share. I specifically wanted to ask you um, about this particular area because I I see the faithfulness of your work and I, I feel like God is honored through um, through your example for the past decade. So thank you. And thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Les.